0: Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct to garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to ramshirts.com for all your custom apparel needs.
1: Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. It is Saturday, May the 21st, which means you have 10 days left to enter the giveaway from Dugout Mugs. Win an Astros Dugout Mug for your dad or keep it for yourself. Whatever you want to do, but just send that email with the word dad somewhere in there to Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. Joining me once again today. My good buddy, Third Coast Tom. What's up, buddy?
0: Good afternoon, Rob. Uh, not too bad. I'm I'm doing pretty good. You?
1: I'm doing great, dude. I got home from work last night, had some uh, amazing breakfast from the wife, and then I cut my grass. I cut the front yard only and uh, kind of, you know, fizzled out a little bit, and I'll do the back tomorrow. But overall, good day. I'm just here trying to stay awake, so... Figured, let's do a podcast. Sounds good. All right, so we're going to talk about the the first two games here in the Lone Star Series, and then we got to some other topics after this, folks. So stick around, and then five fair or foul questions. I know you guys talk to me, and you you wish fair or foul would be more consistent on here. So here you go. You got one today. So let's start with this uh, Thursday. Framber Valdez pitching. He did very well, and we'll touch on that later. But the uh, Rangers got the scoring started with an RBI by Seeger. But the Astros answered right back with an RBI single from Diaz, an RBI single by Tucker. We're up two to one. There's no scoring, offense is not there at all. But you go to the bottom of the eight for the Astros. Diaz strikes out, and then Tucker, Pena, and Chaz McCormick all draw walks. So the bases are loaded. Jose Siri comes up with a chance to be a hero and he strikes out. And then let me ask you this, buddy. How did you feel when Mr. Batting 90 or whatever he's hitting now, Maldonado comes up. Let's get us some insurance runs here in the eighth inning. What did you think was going to happen?
0: Well, I was already uh, a little uh, worked up because I didn't know why Siri was at the plate, the, the, the batter before. I really felt like, you know, you, you, I get it. You give the guys the day off. You give the guys a day off. But, I mean, if you've got, uh, what was it, Brantley available out there that you could have used instead of Siri, I would have much rather did that. Uh, and then if you were going to pitch it, if you didn't pitch it there, I'm like, well, then surely you're going to pitch it from Aldonado. And for them to let him get up there and swing, I was like, Dusty going to Dusty. But it worked out.
1: Yeah. He, he has a horrible batting average that once in a while he comes up big. A three a run base clearing double. The Astros go to take the lead five to one. And that was the final score. What an outing by Framber Valdez, dude. Seven innings, six hits and one run, two walks and seven strikeouts. I didn't realize Framber was doing this well. He's, his ERA is at 268. He's doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, I really like what Framber's doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's that cutter that he's got now, right? That pitch, it just absolutely falls off the table and they just can't pick it up.
1: Hector Naris and Ryan Presley both pitched one inning and struck out the side. That was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty good outing for Naris. He's been kind of knocked around a little bit. I'm sure he's being overused, so that was good to see. And what about Altuve, buddy? Four for five, and he got his average up to 286 after Thursday. Very good. Altuve's the the, the thing driving the machine. Let me tell you this. Somebody tweeted this about after the Astros blew their wad scoring those 13 or 14 runs that they can't really score anymore. But I mean, Thursday they won 5 to 1. I mean, five I'll take 5 runs.
0: I got to believe that the fan base is just a little spoiled right now. They want every game to end in like 13 to 5 or something like that. It's 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 really wild. I mean, most baseball games don't operate at such a high clip you know, some of the, the, the juice balls may be right. But yeah, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're scoring runs like at an adequate level.
1: Oh dude, you talked about the balls and I listened to the bleacher blums podcast. They had that, uh, astrophysicist or whatever she is that, and she does all the stuff with the baseballs. And now I see this conspiracy that they have two different kinds of balls. And there's leftover balls from 2020 and there's leftover balls from 2021 and they're trying to get rid of them. And some are dead and some are alive. And the conspiracy is that they're using the live balls for, you know, like the uh, primetime games. And and that's why they're having a lot of offense. Do you see that happening? I mean, it's, it seems plausible.
0: It really is interesting. I mean, Obviously, I don't think that's just that way. Uh, But you see some teams that are like notoriously like, like low, as far as, you know, what their offensive output is like the Red Sox, for example, put them on prime time. And then I think story the other night, he hit like three homers, and then a grand slam the day after So it's definitely something to it.
1: Yeah, they were saying that the balls have to be put in that humidor for two weeks, so she said that it would be kind of hard to set that up, but it's very possible. And so that's pretty good. Go to Bleacher Blums and listen to that. It's pretty awesome. But let's go to Friday's game. It was Christian Javier. He did pretty good, but uh, Martin Perez. Does he go by Martin or Martine? I just say Martine.
0: <laughs> he looks like a Martine. If, he, if he's not, that, that's what I think he looks like.
1: So they, they both pitched very well. Calhoun got a solo home run off Javier in the fourth. And then there was no scoring till the eighth. You know, they had a fielder's choice, brought in a run. Simeon knocked in a run with a single. It was three to zero. The Astros had a chance, though, in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. Bregman, who we'll talk about later, and Tucker both got singles. Eula Guriel had a chance to be the hero or at least keep the game going. And he flied out. So the Astros lose three to zero. But Christian Javier went six innings, only allowed one run on three hits. I'll take that any day. And uh, you hate to see Montero. He, do, he usually does very good. He gave up two runs. Uh, but the Astros, zero runs on eight hits. 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. They left five on base. The offense just wasn't there. Uh, they had a chance, but, you know, they didn't really do anything before that. So we already talked about that. But what do you think about Martin Perez? I mean, he looked amazing. And then, you know, he, what, complete game, eight hits, no runs, five strikeouts. And people on Twitter are saying, how are we making this guy look like a Cy Young winner? And I was thinking, this guy did really good last time he faced us. So I looked it up, and on April 28th, he pitched seven innings, two hits, and one run. Didn't walk anybody. What it was is we scored two runs on the bullpen and we beat him three to two. So to me, it wasn't a shock to me that Perez pitched so well. His ERA in four, on April 28th was three, and now it's 164. The guy's hot. I'm, I'm not surprised at all.
0: Yeah, he also had a really good start in between there. I don't know the actual numbers. I know going into the game, I watched the game on the Apple app or whatever, And uh, they were saying like over his last two starts, which included that first Astro start, that uh, his ERA was like 0.53 or something like that. So he was really doing really well. They talked about, you know, his ability to just not get barreled up, uh, a lot of movement on his pitches and watching him. I mean, he really coasted, you know, everything looks so inviting when he throws it up there. You just can't square it up. A lot of ground balls, lazy fly balls. And like through five innings, I think he was sitting at like 39 pitches. So he was just absolutely cruising along. Uh, Javier looked really good as well. The one guy in the whole lineup that absolutely owns him was Cole Calhoun. I think he was like six for eight with like two home runs going into the game. And uh, Javier won the first at bat, but then the second at bat in the fourth inning, he got him. Mm. And then other than that, I mean, he just absolutely dealt, you know, tied his uh, career high with nine Ks. And uh, Martin Perez, or Martin, uh, excuse me, uh, was 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 starting to get like, I felt like they needed one more inning because in the eighth inning they had him in trouble too. Then the ninth inning they had him in trouble. And it was like they were starting to see his uh his changeup. His changeup was really good. So it would kind of fall off the table too a little bit. And they were starting to see it, starting to see it. And funny enough, the changeup on three, two is what got Yuli. He it was just one of the things that just has a little bit of a sink to it and uh, got him to get on top of it a little bit.
1: So after the first two games with the Rangers, the Astros find themselves at 25 and 15, which is to me really good looking back when they were 11 and 11. So they're still doing very well and say what you want to say if they're not playing well after blowing their wad, they're still a game and a half above the angels, six ahead of the Rangers, eight ahead of Seattle, eight and a half ahead of Oakland. So let me ask you this, buddy. Did you see this yesterday? Astros future, or I think Corpus Christi hooks actually posted this, but my boy, Luke Berryhill had a grand slam last night. The first grand slam for the Corpus Christi hooks. I thought it was amazing. I loved it. You know, we got, you know, they, we've got him, Corey Lee. They, they moved, uh, JC Correa to catcher. What are we going to do with all these guys?
0: That's a really good question. I really like them all. I really like what all of them bring. Uh, you know, it's been, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time we had a, a potent catcher bat. I don't know how far back you got to go, but now you potentially have two in Corey Lee and uh, Luke Berryhill. I don't know how you deal with that. Maybe, maybe move Corey to first. I don't know, but I, I really hope they both stay with the Stras. I hope they don't become trade chips because, I mean, we've seen them grow up. We want to see them on the big stage, right?
1: Yeah, I, I what scares me is that Corey Lee is the high rated, you know, high draft pick kind of guy. And we we got Luke Berryhill from the Reds, which we talked about that earlier, that we definitely won that trade. And uh, for Cyanel Perez, but Luke Berry has 26 RBIs this year. He's only hitting 252, but he's got a 396 on base percentage. The only thing that he's struggling with this year, last year, he spent. The season mostly in uh, Low A and High A, and he you know joined Corpus at the end of the year. His slugging is down; he's only four twenty three. But you know, keep hitting grand slams, and and you'll get up there.
0: Yeah, I think he's on his way. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of struggled like early on, you know, getting acclimated a little bit. But now you're starting to see, especially like Corey and and Pedro León and and Luke, starting to find their groove a little bit. So I think those numbers are going to go up for sure.
1: All right. So one thing that surprised me, I, I just saw this today. I guess somebody posted it yesterday, but I didn't see it. But Odor Izzy, he's out there in the outfield throwing. And I'm shocked. I, I thought he was out for the year. I didn't know how severe it was, but he's out there throwing. So maybe we'll get him back sooner, sooner than we think.
0: So they showed him on the, uh, on the telecast last night, actually throwing a couple pitches, he looks a little ginger. I, I don't think he's trying to go, you know, full bore, but just the fact that he's, you know, not in a boot, not on crutches, you know, he's actually, he was in uniform. I think that bodes well for, you know, how long he's going to be, even if he comes back, say the all-star break or something like that. I think they're, they're more than uh, set up to be able to handle it.
1: Another thing I saw last night and I could be behind everybody else. But the H-E-B salsa commercial, did you, <laughs> I, you had to have seen that, right?
0: Absolutely. They did a couple commercials that I saw on Twitter. I didn't actually see them on TV, but, man, uh, I love how they incorporated Pena already. He looks like he's built for it. They're going to have a blast. It looks really good.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to bring up. You know, the players that do the H-E-B commercials are the superstars. You know, they had George Springer on there, Correa was on there, and Jeremy Pena, you know, what forty games into the season, he's already HEB commercials, and who knows when they even filmed those things. But uh, I thought it was good. The salsa commercial was very good. I like Altuve and Bregman's acting, and overall, overall, very, very good.
0: You see the one with the uh, with the 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 parking one where they were parked out in front of uh, Bregman's uh, house. No. So there was another one. I guess that that's also brand new. It just came out or whatever. So. Bregman's outside of his home and Pena pulls up in his, you know, pickup truck or SUV. I can't remember. And he's like, hey, this is a no parking zone. I ordered some stuff from HEB. They deliver to the zone, right? And Pena's like, really? And then Altuve pulls up next to him and he's like, "Uh, hey, what's up, Breggy? And he's like, hey, man, I'm waiting on an HEB order. You know, this is a no parking zone. So Altuve throws his keys at Pena and say, hey, park it somewhere safe, kid, and laughs as he walks off. And then, like at the end of the clip, you know they show Pena putting a sign on the HEV sign that says "Not a Pena or Altuve parking spot." <laughs> Pretty good. It's good stuff.
1: Hopefully, they'll they'll show that today when we get to watch JV dominate the Rangers. Did you see this, buddy? You know we have issues with this in New York with uh, Miles Straw. You know the the issue with getting into with the fans. And I had to look this up because I saw I – I didn't know if this was during the game or what happened, but somebody was there, and they said that uh, Jerickson Profar, who used to play for the Rangers, he saw a uh, San Diego fan that are playing in San Francisco. He saw a San Diego fan up in the stands, and so he threw him a ball, but he overshot him, and in uh, a San Francisco guy got the ball, and he threw it back on the field. So, Profar threw it back in the stands, and then the fans started throwing stuff. They started throwing stuff on the field, and that's, that's just nuts. That's totally uncalled for. And there's so much stories about fans doing stuff like that, pouring beer on people, doing whatever. Houston, don't do that. Don't be that type of fans, please.
0: Yeah, I I didn't actually see it, but I heard about it. And, you know, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, God, not another one. Right. And I feel like it's just like certain fan bases, you know, maybe maybe that's just my biased lens. I don't know. I feel like the Astros are really good about that. You don't see like, you know, you don't see a whole lot of fans like leaning over the stands. You see you see well-organized fan groups, right?
1: Yeah. I I, I kind of
0: the clowns in New York.
1: Yeah, I mean, but this is San Francisco Giants. I had no idea they had unruly fans.
0: <laughs> well, I I feel like that area, you know, you, you ever see the Oakland Raider games? I mean, those were some of the wildest fans known to man. You got to believe some of those guys are out there watching Giants games.
1: That's true. I didn't see any shoulder pads, though. All right, <laughs> no, here's another okay. thing. Here, here's another thing sort of trend. It's not really trending, but for me, it's something that I've been seeing. A lot of people on social media bad-mouthing Alex Bregman. Do you think there's anything wrong with Alex Bregman? Do you have any opinions you want to share about Alex Bregman?
0: I think Alex Bregman is just fine. I worry about his wrist a little bit. So in the eighth inning, eighth inning, ninth inning, I can't remember. I might get it mixed up last night. When, when actually it was the eighth inning, when Montero gave up those two runs, there was a play where they had first and second, nobody out. Uh, a weak grounder right back to Montero he he went the third to try to get the lead runner and Alex kind of alligator armed it you know like saw the runner coming and then pulled his arm back and uh, that was an error on Montero that ended up scoring the two runs well Bregman kind of got like ran into and he fell on his wrist and he kind of grabbed it a little bit it was the same wrist he had surgery on so Mm -hmm. I worry about that but Leading up to that, I saw some of the Twitter stuff. I think fan side or, or Taus Hill maybe wrote wrote something about Bregman slumping. And I'm like, man, this is a hundred and eighty-two game season. There, there's gonna be lulls here, there, and everywhere for a lot of players. I think he's fine. He had a hit in the ninth inning last night, uh, you know, one of them seeing I single type deals to get the 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 rally started, so to speak. So I think he's fine.
1: You said fan sided, and I just thought of Climbing Tall's, I mean, you said Climbing Tall's Hill, which is the same thing, but I think they wrote a story about some potential, I don't know if they just made it up to write a story, but some kind of Astros should trade for Juan Soto, did you see that? (laughs) I mean, that isn't going to happen, right? That guy's just doing some kind of imaginary piece.
0: I think that's what happens whenever you see a marquee player that, that the team has already kind of let the cat out of the bag. They're, they're considering trading him. Every team that needs a center fielder or even teams that don't are going to want Juan Soto. I mean, uh, to, to, to oh, yeah. quote Joe Buck, he's 25 years old, but. <laughs> um, I remember
1: when he was 21, he's already 25. I think so. And time goes by fast,
0: <laughs> but uh, he's, he's huge. He's awesome. You know, he's the finishing piece on a, on a, on a deep playoff run team, anybody that could get him, you were going to rent him, but who knows? I I don't know that I would want to see it personally. I don't know how well he would jive with this club, but I mean. I
1: would would like to have him, but I don't like giving up. I mean, if they pull the trigger, like we talked about Luke Berryhill or one of these guys getting traded, I would be upset thoroughly if they got rid of someone like him to have another guy for, for two or three months. That, that that would piss me off. I'm just going to say it. I can't hold back. <laughs> that, that would make me angry. But going back to Bregman, his I, I looked this up because I'm, okay, let me see. Let me see if he's doing this bad. Last seven games, his batting average is 167, but that's with a two for four, four night yesterday. Mm-hmm. 355 on base percentage, which is I'm okay with that. He must be drawing a lot of walks. And, uh, you know, he has two RBIs. And for some reason, I wanted to compare him to Jeremy Pena. I don't know why. That's just who I wanted to compare him to. Pena's hitting, in the last seven games, 417, has a 464 on-base percentage. This dude's getting on base every other time he steps to the plate. One homer and six RBIs. That dude's a beast.
0: Absolutely. And that's, and that's the great thing about Pena, right? He's allowing Bregman to have this slump. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't nearly affect you. Obviously you would want him to be better, but the same thing with Carlos, when Carlos was slumped, when he was with the Astros, you would, you would make notion, make mention of it, but all the other players would always pick you up. So I think Bregman will be fine. I think the, you know, they're going to score probably six runs today and all that's going to be about nothing.
1: So there was questions. Who's going to pick up the slack that we lose from, you know, the production from Correa? Oh, well, Yuli Gurriel is, is slimmer and he's in better shape. He can pick it up. Bregman will return to 2019 form. He'll pick up the slack. And it turns out to be Pena himself who is getting the numbers or even better than what Correa would have done. So that's, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, they really took a little bit of time last night in the in the broadcast to talk about Pena and how he's not just a a a great rookie, he's like one of the best players in baseball right now, which I yeah. think Hunter Pence was, you know, leading that charge is pretty pretty cool. All
1: right, buddy, I got five fair fouls. You ready to jump to that? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Number one, this is just based on you know, yesterday, I yesterday's game or this weekend's game. But whatever, whatever you want to attach this to fair foul camo it could be hats short socks whatever camo fair foul
0: <laughs> as a military guy i love camo like all the time the new hat however is very foul so like i don't like it so i guess if we're talking about yesterday's game foul overall mm-hmm. fair
1: yeah overall for me is definitely fair I have some camouflage socks. I have some, my favorite shorts are camouflage. They're the gray and black and white. I didn't get the green because the gray, black, and white ones can match anything. They got to they gotta match my Astro stuff. And then, of course, I have an Astro's camouflage hat. So I, I'm not a hunter anymore, and I'm not a hillbilly, but and I'm not a military guy, but give me camo any day. So a couple <laughs> of fares for camo. All right, number two, the uh, Apple TV broadcast for the Astro Games. Fair foul. I,
0: I gotta say, foul. I like a lot of what they're trying to do, but I like—I hate so much about like who they've got. Like, like for for take take the whole Katie Nolan, you know, banging the trash can thing out of the the equation. The broadcast is just broken. You know, they got three people in there, and it seems like they're forcing. You know, a lot of commentary. Uh, They had like a thing with like the catcher for the Rangers. His name's Heim. So it was like Heim time or something like that when he came to bat. I thought it was really corny. What it really does is prove how blessed we are to have Blummer and and TK doing what they do. Because, I mean, I see it from fans that aren't Astros fans on Twitter, how, you know, much they appreciate, you know, Blummer and TK. So a foul for me, but... There's hope there, I guess.
1: All right. I will let my wife vote, and she said foul. She didn't like it at all. All right, so number three, I just had this choice right now, buddy, before we started talking. Went to the TV guide. One ESPN channel had college softball. The other one, college baseball. Fair or foul, college softball is better than college baseball. Tournament time.
0: Foul for me. I I love college uh baseball. So I mean, you're just gonna see, you know, your next crop of you know, minor league guys, space cowboy guys. So foul Mm -hmm. for me. I I I mean, I'll watch college softball, but I prefer college baseball.
1: Well, looking at my screen on the TV, I have uh women's softball playing. So that's my answer. (laughs) It is fair, college softball, way more exciting than uh, college baseball. Number four, this happened to me the other day. It happened to me. My wife sends me off to work every day with either coffee or iced tea, depending on the weather and what shift I'm on. But fair or foul, drinking iced tea with a straw.
0: Fair, 100% fair. I drink iced tea any way you can. Iced tea is awesome.
1: It's weird. I say foul. (laughs) You drink iced tea. The only thing I drink with a straw is soda, and that's only if it's to go. I do not use straws at all. I, I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to make a joke about it. But, <laughs> okay. but it's like you suck the tea through the straw, and it's just so weird. Because in my mind, I'm expecting soda.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just really, really weird. And that I mean, we don't have too much time left, but throwback to a story from high school. I drank a seven up, went down to tennis practice. Before I went down, I'm going to fill this up with water because I need something to drink. And so I fill it up with water. I go down there my buddy's like, hey, let me have a drink. I give it to him. He takes one sip and spits it out. What is that? I go, it's water. But he thought in his mind that it was seven up. So there you go. (laughs) Water grossed him out just because he thought it was something else. That's pretty crazy. All right. Last one, buddy. When you are in the line at the supermarket, right? You put your groceries down, fair or foul, you should be the one to put the divider down between you and the person behind you's food.
0: Uh, I necessarily don't care. I feel like it's my responsibility. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say fair, but I would not care either way. It's not like I'm like owning the space.
1: I say fair. I think, I think most people do that because I don't know. You're probably like, okay, let me separate this. The the food here. This isn't my food. Let me separate it. But I always put it down. I always put it down to be polite.
0: Yeah. I feel like if you don't do it, then they're going to be like, is that yours too? And then you don't, you don't want to have that conversation or the awkwardness.
1: (laughs) All right, buddy. I was going to tell you a dad joke, but I'm not going to do it. I'll save that for next time. <laughs> right. It reminded me of like someone somebody said the other day on TV, you know, if if, if you're out cutting your grass and somebody or washing your car and somebody stops by, I do mine next, you know, something that's stupid like that. <laughs> All right. But anyway, guys, it's May 21st, like I said at the beginning. If you want to win that dugout mug, dude, they're like $69.99 full mm-hmm. price when they're not on sale, or you don't have a coupon. All you got to do is send a simple email, Astros Podcast at gmail.com and enter the word dad somewhere in the the email. So we got some big news coming up. We got two things to announce to you, and we're not going to do that yet, but it's coming up soon. But anyway, for Tom, Tom, thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. I forgot to say thank you.
0: No problem. Anytime.
1: All right. For Tom, we'll see you next time on Astro's Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astro's Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.